All right, welcome back to Phase 2 Podcast. We're broadcasting. Do we broadcast? We're live, baby. Um, we're, we're coming at you from Seoul, Korea. Mm. I don't know that we ever mentioned that enough, like where we're actually, like, just to add a little context to the show. Seoul, baby. But I'm Daniel Sandrin, and this is my brother Eric, or Lee Dong-jun and Lee Sung-jun. We're mm-hmm. brothers from Seattle, and we played uh, basketball out here in Korea for 10 years, and now we're retired. And this is our podcast, Phase 2. Mm. Welcome back. And so today we have a very special treat for your listening pleasure. Very special. Broadcasting live from Seoul to every media outlet in the world. Right. We have for your (laughs) listening pleasure today, the famous, the talented, the sexy. Sexy. (laughs) The sexy. Bobby Choi. Welcome to the pod, man. Thank you. Welcome to the pod. That's the first time anyone's ever... (laughs) Oh, I doubt that. I doubt that. Don't be modest. So actually, actually, Bobby, uh, we didn't actually know how special this was. So like, we he, here's how we know Bobby. Hmm. We we got asked to do a podcast uh, with Collab Asia, mm-hmm. and so we met Bobby through that. So Bobby, you've just kind of been our producer here. Yeah, yeah. And you're the most humble guy in the whole world the most humble guy i've ever met probably <laughs> and then every time we're walking out you would be like oh yeah i got my movie premiere coming out tomorrow I'm like what like no. or you'd be like oh yeah yeah i was I, I i play south by southwest like every year I'm like what <laughs> like oh yeah i've been undercover for the cia for like you know what right, i mean right. you have all these things going on and so i kind of did a deep dive mm. on you oh, really? like okay. last night just like oh shit bobby just all i knew was the whole thing about the movie you know that you're yeah. that you're premiering, which awesome! Congratulations! Thank you. Because he you. comes in every day wearing a trench coat, glass, and a hat, and we're like, "Who the fuck?" Yeah, is that? he's like, <laughs> witness, like deep witness protection out here. So, in like, Korea. can you like for us because we get a tidbit of this special life like every day we're in here? Mm-hmm. Just can a tip. you can you just tell us? Like, yeah, give us a brief know? history. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I guess a, a brief history. I'll be uh, short about this. Born and raised in New York. Okay. Um, Korean American. I moved to Korea. Not about flushing nine. though. No, no. Okay, just got to put that out there. I actually grew up in Manhattan. Which is know. is that bizarre? It is kind that, that of. All bizarre. my New Yorker Korean friends aren't yeah. they all from Queens? Yeah, most of them are from Queens yeah. or Brooklyn. A few in the Bronx, maybe. Okay. Um, the ru- the some rougher, in Staten Island. rougher Koreans. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of kids in Manhattan, but uh, mm. I moved out to Korea about nine years ago. But before yeah. that, you moved to LA, right? Yeah, I lived in LA for nine years before moving to Korea nine years ago. <laughs> so, so all the so all the so, so all the major yeah. Korean American places where people think uh, they live, you've already hit New York, LA. Okay, cool. I guess I've done it. So yeah. Now, yeah. Let, now yeah. let me now let me try Korea. So then, yeah, by LA you came to Korea, and can you tell us why? I mean, you 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 have like sure, this. Yeah, like I was doing actually. Uh, I started doing. Um, full-time music in mm-hmm. 2015. Mm-hmm. Well, I re- released my first album in 2015. Okay. And, um, you know, it took, not 2015, sorry, 2005. 2005. Yeah. So it's been 15 years. Wow. Right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, the first four, five years, like, was tough. But finally I was, you know, doing pretty well by the fifth year. And then uh, was finally selling out shows at venues in LA and New York. And then all of a sudden I I came out to Korea on for vacation, Uh just for Christmas break. Do you have have family out here? What was the reason for that? I have some family out here, but my brother had business out here. So I, you know, always broke 
He's like, hey, just come out to Korea, just pay for your flight, and like he'll pay for everything else. And that was your first time out here? Yeah, yeah. Older brother? My older brother. And so I came out, was here for maybe two two weeks, and I ended up staying like a month, month and a half or something like that, just to, because I, I, I loved it. What did you like about it? Because everybody, because because on your podcast, uh, Danny makes fun of you because you can't speak yeah. Korean. And he Korean, also, oh, yeah. he also, still can. He, he, <laughs> me, he also does a podcast. Oh, yeah, in yeah. Spare, also, in his spare time. Yeah, this guy does everything. Um, so, yeah. uh, I, and for me, when I first came to Korea, it was yeah. like really difficult because I didn't speak Korean. When, so what year was that? I was out here in two thousand five. Oh shit! Okay, okay. We so, might have seen each other in the airport. That's a long time ago. So you yeah. came and then something about this place just was like, you're like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Was, no, it, was I, it the drinking? Was it the, it, the partying? Like, were you it getting was chicks? so weird. It was like I, everybody looked like me. <laughs> uh, no, that is, like, that is a thing. Also, it, like the weirder thing was um, in New York, whenever I saw Korean people, like people older than me, I, my parents always like kind of taught me to bow to them. Mm-hmm. Even if we didn't know them, mm-hmm. this is a weird thing. So... I found myself like bowing to people in Korea every, everywhere I went. Oh my God. Like I was just like whiplash it, like, it, like Gangnam Yuck. But uh, I just realized like, man, I feel kind of safe for the ah. first time in my life. So you felt yeah. like, like you belonged here. Like you felt like comfortable, like, yeah. like you were home in a sense. I mean, in New York, I, I grew up in New York and I was born in 78 and grew up in like the 80s. 78 house power, yeah. baby. Marty, yeah. Marty. Marty. And uh, it was shitty back then in the mm. 80s. Like oh, yeah, New York was like, even the 90s, it was just getting cleaned up. What part then of Manhattan? Midtown. Midtown, okay. And, uh, you know, I've been raped. Uh, not raped. Did you say raped? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we talking no. about a drunk thing with Danny? I've been, or I've been robbed. I've been mugged. I've been oh my God. jumped. I've been, you know, I've I've had uh, knife, knives pulled out on me. I've had like... I don't know, like, you know, everything. Yeah, and then, same you know, as like, Seattle's pretty rough. Seattle's so, just like that. Right. I hated that shit. As a kid, I would run everywhere. Or if, really? I, if I wasn't walking fast, you know, New Yorkers all walk fast for right. a reason. And I came here and it felt like the first time I could kind of relax. Although LA was a LA little, little less, you know, uh, intense in New York. There, I was like afraid of cops for some reason i was afraid of not for some reason because you have a very well backed up yeah so when you were here like that overwhelming sense of you're like i'm not gonna get robbed mugged i feel safe everyone looks like me you felt comfortable and that was the main reason or like initially yeah initially that was it now that's kind of what draw like drew you to korea yeah i was like maybe i I should stay here and kind of explore why i feel safe Mm -hmm. and um on top of that in the month that i was hanging out here yeah, I brought my guitar mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I need to go and You're try busking? to play some live music. Essentially, yeah. Get so I, I went Hongdae? to Hongdae and I met a bunch of musicians and I ended up playing my first show in Korea, opening for a bunch of indie bands. Nice. And I loved it. It was it was just amazing. Uh, I these These guys were just like, I felt like, you know, I had missed that whole grunge era in Seattle. Oh, um, but yeah. but you lived it, bro. It felt like that was happening in Korea when I was okay. visiting. Okay, but you're not really grunge. No, like, yeah, but but you know that indie scene. Yeah, sure. kind of like people like uh, bands were doing it for the love of it and not trying to you know mm-hmm. um, get followers and shit. Like they're just like really in, in in it to you know for the love of music. 
And I wanted to be a part of that. So, you know, I kept in touch with these guys. Uh, and, you know, a few months later, I packed up, you know, one suitcase and my guitar and I moved to Korea. Uh, Wait, and, and just you, like, a few months after your I brother was here, you were just like, "Fuck it, I'm packing up all my shit." Like, no, my brother was like, just here for that two week business trip. So you and just he came. Would end up leaving. I stayed in Korea an extra two, three weeks, something like that, and I stayed at a jimjibang. Yeah, and, and you I had no friends after the your brother, hotel. <laughs> after your brother left, you yeah. had just no friends, just the people you met in Hongdae. Yeah, yeah, just the uh, uh, them and some some other kyopos that I'm I'm still friends with out here um that's an awesome yeah. story so that was like such a like a powerful impression you came back packed up all your shit and just came back with with yeah. like basically you knew these musicians these wandering minstrels in Hongdae. yeah and then you're like doors and that I, was enough. I ended up playing more shows out here in the in the time that i've been here i played hundreds of shows at like hundreds of venues mm -hmm. and um it, it just feels like i didn't miss the wave uh, mm -hmm. like i did the whole grunge the grunge period right. and like um so it was cool to be a part of that you know i got my first record deal out here i got um you know i met my wife here uh i had a son i'm a dad <laughs> like a lot a lot of big milestones in my life have happened in the last and, and your wife years. is chopo or she's uh korean? she's uh she's straight up korean Straight She's up. like a Gwangju Cholodo Sanam. That's that's where our family's yeah. from. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rules the house of the Iron Fist. Yeah. What, what's that? <laughs> Rules the house of yeah. the Iron Fist. Totally. Like I'm so afraid of her. <laughs> 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 I think that's just every Korean woman. Yeah. Like they're they're our strong. Mom's our so our mom is just like the women out here are strong. Yeah. Yeah. My mom too is the same way. Like she's is she Gwangju Pa? She's not. She was uh, born in Pyongyang. Oh wow! My Get dad too was born in North Korea, but wow. they—I don't know—they have like that. Uh, so they, they crossed over. Well, no. How yeah, they, no. They they crossed over before the war. Are they in '68? Oh yeah, they they moved uh, before the war. Okay. They both when they were kids. Did, then. Yeah, and they happened to both immigrate to the U.S. in '68 mm -hmm. and met and married in New York. They met in New York. Yeah, yeah, because there was not a lot of Koreans then. No, you know, that that's so. that's a crazy thing too. Is like Seattle, there wasn't a ton of Koreans uh, when we were growing up, right. and now it's like tons. Yeah, in New York, I'm sure back in those days it was kind of probably rare. Yeah, and, I mean uh, a lot of the lot of Koreans were coming in in, in the 70s, mm -hmm. but my, the way my mom tells these stories in this in like the late 60s, everyone knew each other. Like, oh, I know. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and it was, you know, the, it was the churches that brought people together mm -hmm. because uh, even if they weren't, you know, Christian or right. uh, oh, it's, Catholic, it's all networking. They just, yeah, they just community. went there to see other Koreans. Yeah, so let me ask you this question: When, when we were growing up, like, I don't know how it was mm -hmm. in New York. I, I was because like when we were, we didn't grow up in Seattle proper. We uh -huh. grew up kind of in the outskirts. Okay. And so when we went to Seattle, we're like, "Fuck, this is like New York. This is a huge fucking city, right?" Okay. But then. Like all the Asian communities, because like in Seattle, like we're close to Asia, so we have Vietnamese, Filipinos, yeah. Samoan, like Chinese, Japanese, like it's all kind of there, right? And we're growing up, like it's not like we looked at, oh, you guys are Japanese, you're different than us, mm -hmm. you know? Like, like kind of thought that, oh, we're all Asian, all the same, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then later on, we came to Korea and we figured out that like, oh, there's there's like history, there's differences, yeah. like we're not all the same. Mm -hmm. Because like when we were growing up, like you know, we had a group like in high school, like my brother's like group of friends was like 
basically every Asian nation, there was like at least one guy and we all kind of hung out together. Right, yeah, yeah. Was it like that in New York or was it yeah. very separated? Because the Chinese community was already pretty established, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, most of my friends in, in, uh, in school were Chinese. Were Chinese. Yeah, I had Korean friends too, but most of my Korean friends were like church, church. friends. Because uh, we went to the Korean church. But, but like you had more Asian friends or was it just kind of a mixed bag of like... Who, it was like, mixed. But but the, of the Asian friends that I had in school were there, yeah. I mean in Manhattan, interesting. Um, like high school, high school I went to uh, is very very mixed. I went to uh, LaGuardia High School. It's like that um, th- that performing arts school. They mm. they uh, made that movie Fame about. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we were all kids from all over uh, the borough, uh, like every borough. Like, we you. would all all just meet up in. Uh, Go to school in Lincoln Center, but of all the Asians, there were there was Chinese, uh, Korean, mostly Chinese Korean, I would say. But um, but did you guys kind of stick together because you guys probably weren't the majority in the school, right? Yeah, in a sense. But I I hung out with the loners, so oh, it was a kind of a mix of people. I didn't really, I wasn't very. You probably ruined their now. vibe. They're loners, yeah. and then now they got you, <laughs> and they're not loners anymore. Um, so. so i think it's interesting because the fact that you followed music this far and and art and and this kind of stuff because i know even now like there's the whole tiger mom thing like our mom was like you got to study you got to study get a good job go work in an office right so it's really i think that's pretty revolutionary that your parents allowed you to follow this path you know i know a lot of people are very controlling especially in that generation sure sure um so what do you think now you have a kid Mm -hmm. um and, you know, what contributed to your, you know, following this path and not being a, the, the doc, study hard, be a doctor, lawyer, like all that kind of stuff? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a factor, many factors, I think. I, my parents were just more like um, they weren't as strict as my other Korean friends' parents. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely could see how strict and uh, tiger momish uh, other families um had to deal with, but mm-hmm. my, my parents were pretty, you know, lax. And, um, my, both, both my older brothers, I have two older brothers and they're, one's a doctor, mm-hmm. one's like a successful like businessman. So they already got and it so, out of the way. So you were off the hook? Or? Yeah, kind of, you know, <laughs> and like I had more tendencies, sense. tendencies to, you know, uh, write music and, and draw and paint and stuff artistic. like that. So they did they, did they encourage that. you that way, or is that just something you gravitated towards? Yeah, I just gravitated. They didn't encourage me at all. Like we didn't talk much, actually. <laughs> so oh. uh, my dad was never around. I don't know where he was, but um, he was like traveling the world all all the time. Uh, most most of my, I think, first grade, he kind of took off, and I t- see him like once a year. Something like that. So he was working in like Korea or someplace. Yeah, I mean, he was in Korea. He was in Vietnam. I heard. I heard he was in the Philippines, um, just doing. Hustling. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just hustling. This is this is like money, actually money home. This is a really yeah. common like Korean thing. Oh. Like um, one of the most famous basketball coaches in Korea. His whole family lives in LA. Oh, really? <laughs> and he, but he's making all the money in Korea, but okay. he wants them to have that good American like yeah, I think, upbringing. I think from that stuff. generation, it wasn't so uncommon for the man to be like, "Look, like where, whatever I need to do, like I'm gonna go out there, even if I'm not at home. Yeah, like I'll make sure that I provide and like send that money home so they can have a life better. That's than like me. a uniquely, yeah. I think, yeah. Asian yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, 
I've seen it with a lot of my other, not right. necessarily Korean friends, but other Asian friends. They, right. It's kind of a thing. I mean, with my son now, like, I don't really have a choice. I think my wife's going to make all the decisions. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Like, she, she's really, like, a bright lady. And she's like, oh, man, I just called her a lady. Wow. She's not going to watch this. But she but is. She's, <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, she's super bright. And I totally trust her uh, with all, every decision she makes with our son. But... So how is this? Because like me and me and my brother, you know, like obviously my brother's got two kids now, and uh, like this topic comes up quite a bit. Like how we were raised, mm-hmm. right? For the education and for what was going on at that time, mm-hmm. I don't think how we were raised was so abnormal. Mm-hmm. I think like you know most parents like hit their kids if they did something wrong. Yeah, like you know yeah. give them a timeout and like I right. like the way they disciplined and instructed and raised and taught you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I don't think it was so like, oh my God, you did that. I yeah. think it was more like, it was pretty normal. It was, right? yeah. It's just like whatever level it was, right? But now with all this education, child psychology, and like hopefully we're smarter and more mm-hmm. informed than, you know, our parents were. Like, do those tactics that helped raise us, how much of that are you going to use in the raising of your child? Yeah, I mean, that's tough because it's a completely different playing field, right? Because mm-hmm. they have... Kids have the internet now. Mm-hmm. They have access to information so much quicker, mm. and that could e- that could even be I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or something in the middle. Mm. Um, I think there's know? no good or bad. It's just yeah. it's a thing. It's there. You yeah. can't avoid it. You just it's there. It's like you know. Yeah, and then you have to. But so our job is to figure out like what what's the balance. You know, like how do we make sure they're not getting too much, you know, phone time, too much computer time, you know, go outside and play. Do you actually go think like, that you can really regulate that though? Well, I mean, yeah, now you can, I but I mean, like once they go to school and, and they're going to their friend's house, do you yeah. really think you can regulate? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I see, I, I know kids these days that are into video games. Oh, yeah. They just don't get off. They're like online all the my, time. My you uncle, know? my way Samson in Seattle, he has yeah. that problem with his with my cousin, his daughter. Okay. And it's like, how can you regulate it? She's she's a college student. If she wants to play games all the yeah. time, like there's really nothing you can do, yeah. right? But then it's like also there's, like like there's like those kids that are on the games and they're out there making millions because they're the best. Yeah, they're sure. like they're like awesome. But that's like yeah. the point zero zero one percent. But that's that's what you gotta figure if you out that, if yeah. your if your kid is actually good at what they're doing. Or if they're like the bottom of the... But it doesn't matter if, if it's their passion. Like, like think about it. If if you never get to be, you know, Britney Spears famous, yeah. does that mean it's it's not worthwhile for you to play play gigs and, and do stuff? If it, if it makes you happy, like... It depends. Like, I, I just have to make sure that my son has enough skills to, you know, mm. bring home the bacon, you know, or just like to... I mean, if he wants to have kids himself he's got to be responsible and, right. and you know, he, those skills that he has, is it good enough to get you, you know, uh, a decent salary for your family? See, yeah. See maybe like yeah. what, what I've been thinking is like, so when we first came to Korea, like Starcraft was huge, right? Yeah. And we had never played. I didn't even know what it was. Right? Did you come in 05 too around then? I came, I was 07. in and out. I, okay. I came a little later. My brother came first. Okay. So I came here permanently about two years later. Okay. okay. So he was already here Starcraft. for a while. Actually, so you Star- came in 2008, I think. To play your first season. Right. But I was like in and out, like yeah. coming to visit. Yeah. And so like when we, when we first came, StarCraft was huge, right? Yeah. Everyone's like playing, they're going to PC Bangs to play and all this kind of stuff. And we never even heard of it, right? But that game, uh-huh. 
like united like a community like mm -hmm. Korean Americans in, in, yeah. in the states wherever they were were playing this game mm -hmm. so it's like maybe like this gaming and like being whatever it is that Instagram or whatever like you know whatever the next thing will be yeah. maybe that's like the thing that connects them like that's like the basis or can be one of the, the building blocks of their community sure sure so it's, it's like if we if we take that away and be like oh you're, you're playing too much right then it's like are we taking them out of or you know there's also like the support industry they say like yeah. with the san francisco gold rush it wasn't the people that struck gold that made money it was the people that were selling axes and, and mining <laughs> oh, right? right so mm -hmm. maybe you know playing games or something maybe you become like a game designer you know like a game tester you know or mm. like or like there's that whole the biggest like social media thing is what's the thing mm. where they where they talk to each other on the the live gaming like it's like a, a youtube type platform twitch yeah 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 like yeah you know what i mean like there's so they many make a lot of money on there it's such a big industry like with advertising and all that kind of stuff i'm sure there's there's a niche for everybody yeah as long as there's enough uh to go around in those games like even you can figure out if you have managerial skills you know or yeah. if you have like uh you have a good like uh hand-eye coordination maybe that this is so hypothetical we don't even know like, if your son's gonna like yeah. games or not but I, th I think like no, what but, you're yeah. well, kind of what you're talking about i think like was was kind of an interesting point and i think that's kind of what like me and my brother have kind of like thought about on and off and i know know for me personally like mm -hmm. it's like we I've always wanted to like try to like add as many tools as I can to my quote unquote tool belt. Yeah. yeah. Just in case. So the right. more skilled you are, mm -hmm. the more things that you're able to do, like speak languages, do math, like know mm -hmm. a little bit about history, read a book, like whatever it may be, like then you can have more opportunities for like jobs or, you know, yeah. to meet people, whatever. And like, like you said, you want to give him enough skills to be equipped to eventually bring home the bacon, right? Yeah, or help him find, you know, his his passion and things that he's better than better at than other kids his age. You know, so, I think maybe mm -hmm. those are the things that I would want him to focus on. And if college isn't that's one thing I feel like I, I wasted um wasted a lot of time in college. Same. I feel like I could I should have just went straight to playing the open mics and and getting probably save some money, money maybe oh my gosh i'm still paying off are you serious college loans yeah so the it, best thing about going to the best thing about going to college for us is that we got scholarships oh yeah so like yeah. you know like that like but i but mean as far as like gaining right. actual knowledge that i use or <laughs> networks that i leverage for i can make a it, beer bong out of <laughs> there's like absolutely nothing whether it's knowledge based i mean we had a lot of fun experiences sure, and, and playing sure. basketball yeah. playing basketball is the most useful thing that we got from college but i could have done that you know playing club so, ball in so Germany. here's an interesting thing like so it's like yeah. what what about okay if we look at back at those four or five years that we spent in college me six <laughs> like <laughs> what 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 skill did we learn in college that we still use today? Is there anything you use? Damn. <laughs> like that. I feel like your yeah. skills are actually more useful. Like if you wanted well, to be a sculptor. He's yeah, studied, I mean, I was a know. visual arts major, like a fine arts major. I. Uh -huh. um, That's actually uh, a tangible skill. You can make mm. stuff. I was uh, a painting concentrate. My concentration was in oil painting. So really? I was, I was painting every day or sculpting or, or doing something, you know, in the visual arts. I was taking classes on filmmaking, stuff like so that. That's, so that's that helps you out. Well, I guess today. that makes yeah. Well, that's not fair. We didn't. But well, Eric, you learned French. You learned French. <laughs> French is useful. French is useful, but I don't use it in my not in like, Korea, but like it's useful in general. Well, you know, honestly, I met a guy from Switzerland yesterday, and I and I haven't I spoke French with him for the first time. From Geneva? Like, yeah. No, actually, from Lausanne. 
Uh, okay. But like, I haven't spoke French in probably like 10 years. So like speaking with him again, uh, he was like, oh, you speak French? And I was like, <laughs> But I bet if you were texting each other. There we go. Okay. There we go. Business major, I did business. Okay. Absolutely worthless dog shit <laughs> major. Like nothing applies. You, don't, you have no job specific stuff. Are you still friends with your college no. mates? No, I have no, one no, no, friend, no. my roommate I'm still friends with. That's okay. it. Oh, and my brother. We went to the same <laughs> colleges. Okay. <laughs> but that didn't really count. We would have been friends right, if right. we went to college or not. But honestly, How about like, you? Yeah. I, I have, Tighten it. You know, I, I, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Go to the reunions? Really to see them. Uh, no, I've never been to a reu reunion at mm -hmm. all, high school or, or college. On purpose or just no? I've never received an invitation. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> so, yeah. No one's tracked me down. Hey, send so. Bobby a goddamn invitation. Jesus. <laughs> Think you're better than him? Yeah, um. yeah and I, but I went, I went to a, a Christian college. We did too. We did too. Oh, Same. you did? Where'd you go? Seattle Pacific. Oh, really? Well, actually, so we, strict. Actually, so strict. We started at a Jesuit school, okay. right? Which was, which was actually free which was, okay. and chill. Right. Okay. And then, but we're getting, you know, theology from like the, yeah. the, the like Catholic actual church, right? priests. Biblical and then we changed studies. to a super strict Christian school. Did you have Seattle mandatory Pacific? chapel? Yes. Yes. What did, did you go. actually go and write the reports? No, we had to. Yeah, because we, we just wrote the reports. Oh, okay. No, we we had to honor system. Yeah, we had to write. Don't it. put me on the honor system. And if you missed it, you'd have to listen to the tape. Wait, did then, you, did you have to sign a contract before you went to school? Like no I sex, did, no alcohol. I I didn't for the school I I stayed at longer, but I I transferred briefly to Wheaton College. That's uh, the school that I went. Eric went to oh, Wheaton. We had a partnership Wheaton? with Wheaton. Yeah. No, what? that's like what Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I went there and I, I signed a contract. I you went not to, to dance. <laughs> yeah. You went to Wheaton? You can't drink or dance. Yeah. It's like Footloose. Yeah. You had to dance. We we could dance, but we yeah. couldn't swear. We couldn't curse. Yeah, that, I, I'm pretty sure that was. We couldn't engage in, in immoral sex, but we could have moral sex. Oh, really? Like, probably if you're married in college. I, I just went for a semester. Eric almost got, me. Eric actually right. got kicked out of the Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And he, how many times did you almost get kicked out of the Christian school? <laughs> Never. Oh, <what>? <laughs> probably <laughs> four or five times. Oh, really? Four or five times. <laughs> I mean, he threatened some, to kill yeah, somebody. But we'll, that's for another podcast. I was, I was struggling oh, with man. my faith. <laughs> Eric. No, seriously, it was, really? it, was, it was a problem back then, man. I, I have yeah. to interrupt because we're past our mark. <laughs> e, can, we, uh, can we enter into the game? Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's Game do it. portion. So, uh, E, did oh, you want to go first? Did you have something? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'm ter I'm, I know I'm going to do terrible okay. at this. I know what part of the, the this show is this is. This is how bad I am. It's like, I uh, left my phone in my other pocket. So, okay. this is the thing. We, we prepared a game, okay? And I was like, I think it's going to be fun because, <laughs> like, the, the thing is, like, my, my brother, when we first came to Korea, we didn't grow up speaking Korean yeah. at all. Yeah, like I mean, we heard it. And Same we could, here. You know, yeah, at all. Yeah. No, but so, le like I was definitely saying. less than you. Yeah, but you I'm grew guessing. up in the Korean community. We grew up like we're like white know, boys. You know, we grew up and we didn't really speak a lot. We could we knew food and okay. I knew how to answer the phone. Okay, and that's about it. Yeah, like yeah. I could say those with confidence. I could answer the phone, tell my grandmother good night, uh -huh. and then say kimchi. And by answer the phone, that was me too. Though. By answer the phone, <laughs> we mean yobo sale. And then as soon as they start saying something else, we're like, uh, manyo. <laughs> I didn't even know manyo. Oh, I, was, wow. I was pretty bad. When I first got here, it was just, thank God, cacao just came out and it was like emojis. Bro. Like but, I would, <laughs> that's how my wife and I uh, first communicated through oh, emoti she, emoticons. English? Yeah, no, no. She oh, wow. Like, we, we was like body language, you know. So nice. I think yeah. like the, 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 the thing is, is like your first couple of years, you can get away with not speaking Korean. They're like, oh, yeah. he's just from America. He's, he's only been here for like two days. Yeah. And then as you get, you, you know, we're all 
We're yeah. past 10 years. We're lifers at this point. Okay. So just to get this out of the way, we all speak Korean. We all speak Korean. Yeah, yeah. Like compared to you, if you're living in America, we're yeah. probably better than you. But we, we all struggle with how well, you know, it's all like a level, right? Okay. And so it's, yeah. it's uh, I know uh, Danny... Danny. Definitely has fun with your Korean. Yeah. Eric, you were recently on a TV show mm. and they were having fun with your Korean. And yeah. everyone makes fun of my Korean too. But I think here I might be I might be the 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 bigger language dork. So we're gonna have okay, a, yeah. we're gonna have a, a language quiz here. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm already starting to sweat. This okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so on your first podcast, actually yeah. I, I started listening to the Nunchi podcast. Okay. And um first of all, I have a problem with your definition of Nunchi, but we'll get into that okay. later. Okay. Um there was a word that you guys were like resting bitch face. And I think Danny speaks, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Bobby, Danny speaks the best Korean out of all of us, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's and really Danny good. couldn't figure out what resting bitch face was right. at, just on the spot. In Korean? Yeah. yeah. And I and I really rack my brain and I know what it is. Oh, you do? There's a, there's a phrase for it. Okay. You guys, you guys give me your definition. How would you say resting bitch, bitch face in Korean? And whoever's the closest, because there's there's an actual Korean phrase, but you don't have to just describe it. Oh man, resting bitch face. Resting. How would you describe that in Korean? Yeah, like if you were gonna like, oh, she she had a resting bitch face, okay. and people like, 뭐라고? Ah, 그게 그게 뭐지? 그게 like you, uh, if you had to explain to a Korean person what that means, I would probably say 상년 얼굴. 상년 얼굴. Okay, that that is a definition. Okay. Eric, what would you go? I would probably say, "그 사람이 자증 자증 나서 표정이 그렇게 그런 표정을 나오는 거야. I don't know. 아 자증 나는 표정. 자증 나는 표정. Okay. 장년 얼굴. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give this to Eric. Okay. <laughs> not be, I'm not trying not to be biased here because he's yeah. my brother. It's actually called in Korean. You guys, if you guys want to write this down, 동심는 표정. Okay. 동심는 yeah, 표정. I heard like, that. I heard that. Like yeah, where right. something's really bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Eric, Eric got the win on that one. Okay. Now we're gonna, um, we're gonna Fuck. go. Okay. So humble brag is another one that's kind of hard to define. Humble brag. Okay. But the culture is different. So everyone's already humble, supposedly in humble Korea. Humble brag. So what would you say? Like, what would a Korean person say if you're humble bragging? 자랑 자랑하고 자랑하고 있나? Okay. I'd say Jose. Jose. Okay. So normally what a Korean person would say, like a humble grad banking community would be like, oh, 진짜 짜증나. 돈이 너무 많아서 그 은행 여기 가야 되고 저기 yeah. 가야 되고. So you're basically humble bragging about yeah. how much money you have. And you would say 자랑하고 있다. Eric would say Jose. So they're both very, very similar. <laughs> okay. The only thing is Jose is more out in the open. Right. Like that's when you're just like, oh, 우리 아빠가 uh -huh. 뭐 주유소 두개 두개 갖고 있고 집은 That's more hustle. Okay. And maybe a humble brag would be, oh, 자기 자랑하는 거 아니야? Like that's more. I'm giving the point to Bobby. Okay. Um. Okay. Are you going down? You going down, Bobby? I know. <laughs> you going so down? Right now we're one and one. Okay. So I, so here's a, a funny thing. In Korea we have 사랑 and we have 청. Yeah. So there's two two different very different concepts, and my ex girlfriend uh, kind of like explained this to me in her way. Um, mm -hmm. But what would you guys say? How would you define a crush? A crush? What would a Korean say if they had a crush on somebody? Or say you suspect your buddy has a crush on on somebody that that goes to school with you. 
what would you say to him like to maybe like tease him oh you got a crush on her or something like that you know what would a korean do man i i only know i, I how to say do you like her but a crush that's very specific um though yeah want it okay okay one a do you want her eric what would you say I feel like if if you like crushing on someone, like the person would be like, "Oh, because I'm very concerned. Could it be mana? Like concern in ya? Like like that? Uh huh. Uh huh. Concern in the guy, yeah. Yeah. So in Korea, I think it's um, there's like there's, there's probably like, if you see it, somebody right? and like you 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 like him at first sight, it's like panada, paneso. Oh yes. Or or oh, if, I should have known. If this. you're really into yeah. something, you could say, "Oh, we could yoja yoja ante coaching guy, yeah." Like, yeah, panets, panets or they would just say, "Quanshimita," or "Chuanan guanya." Yeah, damn. Yeah. I yeah. So Eric's, yeah. Eric's, Eric's got yeah, Eric's yeah. got two points to one. Going down, you're then, going down, Bobby. This is the crazy thing. Yesterday, uh, <laughs> I, my an album came out of mine. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, soundtrack. The soundtrack came out, right? And I sang oh. a Korean song on it, and it's called "Nonege Panaso." I know that song. Right? It's, they used it, to play that at my games. Is that is that like a yeah. remake? Yeah, like yeah. No, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Na, 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 na. Dude, so that the uh, the translation of that is you're cru- you're crushing on me, right? You're a crush on me, right? 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 Damn, I should have known that shit. <laughs> these are yeah. all kind of like kind of like emeh. So yeah. let's go back to Nunchi. Okay, mm-hmm. I want both of your best. Now I, I got your definition on the podcast. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I have a bone to pick with that definition. Okay, okay, okay. but. I got I a agree. bone to pick. <laughs> but here again, we're getting as close as we can to the definition. Yeah, like, this is I, I don't think your definition is wrong. I uh-huh. think it's in the it's in the room, but it's not on the okay. on the whole. So that's the hardest thing with like translation is especially right, like in a, right. especially like in a language where there's so many like there's so much vocabulary like Korean nuance. Like in in English, like yeah, I mean one language like, it's just difficult to translate stuff directly. What would you say is, is nunchi, Eric? Nunchi. Man, it's kind of like a hard one. It's it's like, it's like common sense, but it's like common sense like plus plus plus. It's like all those other things. Like, how did you know not to do that? So we like, we got to get as close as. But common sense is you're definitely in the room, but and and I think they in, use in, nunchi for common sense a lot. I think in English, in English, it's exact, prob- exact. It, it's probably the most. If you're gonna put it in like a very concise way, common sense is probably the best way to explain it. Okay, common sense. I would say. Can we get closer, Bobby? Can we get closer to the mm, pin? Like a sixth sense? Sixth sense. So sixth sense is not necessarily (laughs) common sense. Sixth sense is like spider sense. That's like not common. No, I was going to say common sense. Like sixth sense is like kind of a supernatural awareness that like dogs can hear like sounds in a different spectrum. (laughs) Are you going to stick with sixth sense? No, no, no. I'll go with like more um, like nerve. Nerve. uh, No, what what do you... um, Oh no, I, I got it. What what is it like when you should know something, where you're like, uh, how the fuck do you say that? It's like, um, when when you when you like are doing something embarrassing that you shouldn't have done. What how, how, how do you say that? Like you're like when the person like has are you born been, in a barn like type type yeah, stuff like kind of kind of a thing where like where like you're hawking oh movies like, and farting in the air, elevator. <laughs> like, Oh, man, Do not understand where there, we there's, are. There's an English word for that. I don't know. I forget. But yeah, I, I think. So, Bobby, Bobby, what's your, let's go I, back. 
I, I get it though. Like I, I've I've been here long enough that my English vocabulary is like escaping me. It's it tough to nail down Nunchi though. It is. Yeah. Nunchi's a different. I, I took a whole thing to. Um, I will give it to Eric because I believe Sixth Sense is kind of going. You're still you're farther out of the ballpark. It, I yeah. think. So common sure, yeah. sense is is normally people will use Nunchi for common sense, right? If, yeah. you, if you do something stupid, but there's other. But they also use it for Sixth Sense too, because it's like you should know that. How, but then not not everyone has it, right? But you know, like. Uh, but like seeing ghosts, you like you shouldn't know that. Like Sixth Sense is like yeah. a special. I think I said sense. that because we ask our, I mean, because our mm. kid, we can tell that. Like he's trying to read the room. Mm-hmm. So, like- so here's my definition that is going to put it right on the head because there, there's very normal settings for nunchi, but there's mm-hmm. it doesn't work for all usages of the word. So let's hear it. So the, you, you said um, it's social awareness in, in a context or something yeah. like that. I'm paraphrasing, which is where we use it mostly. But that's actually in Korean, there's another word for that. We say punigi pak, oh, yeah. or we say sangwang pak, like understanding the situation. Mm-hmm. Nunchi is very interpersonal. So nunchi, like for instance, oh, 지금 사장님 지금 나한테 눈치 주고 있어. Okay. So he's like kind of like looking at me, like saying, "Get to work, Attention. get to work," like right. Okay. So common sense doesn't work for that kind of thing. And then nunchi poinda, it's like when you walk into a room and you're late, and everyone's kind of like giving you that dis. That look like why? But, but that's kind of a tough thing because then like like you could be like be like oh you sat down in the kamdok's chair it's got nunchi opta like like they'd be like like non right so nunchi opta that's like a metaphorical like like, like when you sit down in the in the head yeah, coach's chair yeah. like I've it's a me. metaphorical <laughs> thing where like people are probably like like damn, looking yeah, at yeah, you yeah, but you don't see it right but then when they say it to you it's like you it is yeah. right and so that's why people use yeah. it a lot for the 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 and this is just me nerding out, like, you know, whatever, do whatever with you want with the definition. But like, Sangwang Pak is actually the correct thing, but people say Nunchi Opta for the metaphorical Nunchi that should okay. be directed at you, right? Okay. Yeah, because they're like, they, damn, how did you not know that? You don't got any common sense? Right. Like, you should know that. But then when you're like, seeming like, like when the Sajang name is like looking at you and you're like, he's like, yo, do you see me? What the fuck are you doing? Get back to work. And like, you're giving mm-hmm. them like that laser beam where it's like. So, yeah. last part of the quiz, last part of the quiz. Was who won? <laughs> so, what, what's the what's the definition yeah what's the definition Maybe oh i'm yeah. saying it, it's 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 it is that social awareness uh-huh. but it has to be interpersonal like if you take the human social aspect awareness. out of it because i'm looking at your nunchi to and okay. looking at your expression to to get information basically reading people's gestures body language and face mm-hmm. it's, it's is like, nunchi okay it's so not so on specific. the nose but the social awareness but not so yeah, like social yeah. awareness is, is true yeah. but you're basically reading body language it's reading a, okay. people it's a hard thing because it's Spidey like sense. N- nunchi is like a, a very because you can throw it at like so many different things it's yeah. one of those things that means everything and not that one thing. Upsa. right uh, right but you know we use it so, we use but, a lot of things in metaphorical ways and, and but the literal because it's nunchi is actually reading the gestures in the face, but we use. Oh yeah, I just realized. Does it have anything to do with the eyes? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's giving your it's glance. Nunchi is sense. literally like okay. a like a you know like shooting a glance. Yeah, yeah. 
지금 눈치 주고 있어. He's he's giving me a dirty look or something like that. Like a uh, yeah. Okay. Clear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait, more, more more importantly, did I win? No, we're 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 at the tiebreaker round. Wait, so he won? Bobby won? Well, Eric, you're up two to one, right? Am I am I correct? Should be three to one. No, oh, you're up, you're up three to one. Got that one. You're up three yeah. to one. Okay. Come on, okay, okay. okay. So I got two more, and this is where Bobby oh, can come up, and then yeah. we have a tiebreaker. So that okay. if I win, I win game over. Okay. First of all, gold digger. What would a Korean call gold digger? Oh, um. 된장녀? 된장녀? Gold digger. Gold digger. Oh, man, I know this too. I don't think you're going to get it, but I I, it's, I it's an up. older word. I think I messed up, yeah. It's the original version. That 된장녀 is something that came later. Mm -hmm. So there's two other possible answers. Fuck. I, I, I can't think of the word. I know so it is. So the old people would say 꽃뱀. Like a flower, flower snake, mm. and the the original twenjangya is 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 damn it a nicer way instead of saying like fuck you say fudge. Uh -huh. The original is twenjangya. Twenjang oh, yeah, is like damn too. damn bitch or whatever. So Bobby gets that three to two. Fuck. Now I remember kopim. I remember that one. Okay. Now there's a word for stingy. What's oh, the Korean man. word for stingy? Ja. Oh, that's good. That's good. Literally cheap. Now there's a couple other options, but the the there's a there's also like a very you know Korean's very specific. There's like mekumhada, urchunhaga, hada. There's like I think I think there's I know like I think there I know a couple other words for it, but I think that's the one that I hear the most. Yeah. So Ja is just the the very generic like this dude's cheap. <laughs> Salty ass motherfucker. Salty ass. <laughs> or Chola <laughs> sa really cheap. But that's cheap. That's <laughs> like cheap. cheap as far as price. <laughs> price the price right. of yeah. an object. I'm giving that to Eric. So Eric, okay. Eric took okay. it down. Game. Congratulations. Right. Okay. Game. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to have a rematch at some point. But All that right. was. Wait, uh, hold on, hold on. For for, for, for shits and giggles, what was the tiebreaker? So the tiebreaker had to do with yeah. nunchi. So this is kind uh, of one of the uses of nunchi that a lot of people don't like understand if you're coming from America. It's yeah. nunchi cheda, nunchi chesso. I don't, I'm, I don't, I've never I don't heard that one either. So it's like, maybe me and Bobby are conspiring on a plan uh -huh. to like, to what like. Y what y'all talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> oh, it. That. That's it. So oh, if yeah, Eric yeah. kind of like gets, gets kind of an inkling that our plan's going on. Oh, chincha. Oh, like your ears? Oh, like your ears are burning? He discovered our, yeah, like, kiga, kiga oh. like, oh. like, like Eric, oh, nunchi chengo gatende, chigum daratanigo iso. Okay. Like. You know, Eric, like he's kind of like these guys are plotting on me. What is well, that in English? Like, if you're you're trying to uncover a plot or to um, talk about someone. I don't know. Like, I love I love that Koreans have these these phrases that are, are so thwarted or perfect. Yeah, I, my favorite Korean phrase is uh, "ebur kick." Ebur kick. Ebur kick. Blanket kick. What's that? Tamyo, tamyo. It's like when you're Chagi. when you're in bed and you kick. You kick the blanket for something you did in the past that you. Ebur chagi. What? How do you say it in Korean? Ebur chagi. Ebur kick. They call it ebur kick. Ebur kick. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, kicking the blanket. I've never heard blanket. that. I've never heard that. You know when you know when you're like, like you're just like sometimes you're just like zoning out uh -huh. like, and you think about something you regret. Embarrassing or yeah, something embarrassing you did like as a kid or even the week before, and you're like, ah, oh, damn, why did I do that? And you like, Could, would it work for like a, com a comeback that was was like. Two days late, like oh, I should have said. Yeah, yeah. I should have told him. No, you're dumb. Exactly. That's that's like evil kick. You know moment. what is like, like great about the Korean language? The great thing is that like they've deep 
dove on every part of human emotion, your yeah. face, like yeah. every single yeah. detail that like is a uh, a reaction to this specific thing, whether mm -hmm. it's love, excitement, happiness, whatever it may be. They've looked at every stage mm -hmm. and then put a word on it. Yeah. So, so it's like, like in, in English, you're like, oh, I, I love you. Done. Mm -hmm. It means everything. And they can mean, it can, it's the same as I love my mom, I love my brother, I love the cup, I love this food, you know? But then in Korea, they're like, oh, well, what kind of love are you talking about? What <laughs> yeah. stage of love are you at? Are you in the first 100 days? Ah, right. okay, then it's this kind of love. Oh, right. It's yeah, like yeah, everything yeah, is very, yeah. like, specific. The, 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 it's very the biblical love. You know? Filial love. Or Agape love, agape. all this kind right. of stuff. Right? <laughs> like, they have all this stuff. Like, But it's, it's pretty cool because, like, if you look at it, like, if you're just talking about in English, this conversation would be very short. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. There, there's so much nuance in Korean, like, 인상표. When I when mm -hmm. I came in, I was I was like in a bad mood one day for practice, and all the older people, the gondes, yeah. were like, "Yeah, 인상 안 펴, 인상 쓰고 있어." And I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like I didn't say anything bad, I didn't do anything bad, but I was just kind of like 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 not happy that okay. day. And I didn't know that you were supposed to be happy all the time. <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't know when, I was we, committing any felonies on the same on the same thing. I remember we came in one day and like I had like a stinky face on, and they were like, "Yep." Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow. I'd never heard of that before. Like where they were like, yeah. yo, fix your face. I'll like, you fix your fucking face. I'm like, what do you mean fix your face? Most of those sound like uh, 정신 차려. 정신 차려. Uh, they yeah. say that after. But 정신 차려 would be, would, 정신 차려, they would say that if like you were doing a play yeah. and you mess up the play because you weren't thinking, yeah, yeah. you yeah. forgot the play or something okay. like that. They'd be like, 정신 차려. Okay. Um, but like 표정 관리 is like just, you're doing everything right, but you just are pissed that you have to be yeah. at practice. Okay. Like it's like because you know in America like if you're pissed Same. like they're like all right you know like I, I see that you're pissed I'll either acknowledge it or not but in Korea they're like they're like everyone has to have the same face and your face right now is bothering me <laughs> it's like I never heard of that before like I would we'd, we'd pre practice and like the coach would be like yo you just gonna smile the whole time stop smiling I'm like what yeah that that's interesting like, too wow. yeah <laughs> like they'd be like yeah um, can we yeah. can we can we do a, a transition now let's go. Um, I want to talk to you about Korean cowboys or K-Town oh, cowboys. K-Town cowboys, Because yeah. I had no – and that's something that I watched. Yeah. And I thought it was super entertaining. How did that come around? Oh, How did you get involved in that? Um, what's its legacy? Because why didn't you guys do more of it? It was awesome. Get, you should get Danny on the show. And why is it so undercover? Because, like, yeah. it, it's like – Danny's ducking us. Because, like, <laughs> like, it wasn't like – I actually thought about that movie quite a bit. This, like, was it a couple years ago when Crazy Rich Asians came out? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because everyone was like, oh, it's, like, one of the first times that it's been an all-Asian cast. It's, like, Joy Luck yeah. Club and Blood. Right? Right. And like, I'm like, nah, there was, like, another movie, a Korean yeah. movie. And it, then – yeah. I don't like, know. It's because that, you know, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, you know – was they had a lot more money involved. They went over know, the top with the yachts sure, and it was, stuff. Sure. Uh, it was off of a best-selling book. book. And mm -hmm. so, I don't know, we were just like a bunch of boneheads in K-Town that actually hung out there. Uh, we were just hanging out. Uh, Danny, we were all friends, the whole cast. We, we did the web series first, then we did the movie. Did you guys all meet but in LA? And how did that come up? We did. I mean, we were all entertainers. I guess like mm -hmm. Danny was a musician, uh, no, a, a comedian. Mm -hmm. I was a singer-songwriter. Uh, the other guys were actors. Um, and then... So you guys just all mingle? Because like, it's not like I yeah. know soccer players because I'm an athlete or I don't, no, I don't know in, any baseball in players. In LA, all the Asian entertainers know each other. No matter what you do. It, Comedians like, hang out with singers and actors. At least just one degree of separation if you don't know each other. Oh, you don't okay. know Asian yeah. porn stars? Uh, we, we, there are, 
with the hats and, and their yeah. glasses. Yeah. And the mosaic. Apparently. I, I know of two Apparently. of them. I know of two of them. But so like the community is yeah. like real tight like that. Yeah, yeah. So we, cool. we just like, literally we were all not working during the day or, mm-hmm. or night. Like we were all like jobless. Danny uh, was working at a cafe in K-Town every day, just writing. And so I would end up at that cafe too. And then a couple of other actors would be at the same cafe. Danny was writing some, some script uh, and he'd be like, oh, I think I'll write Bobby into this. I'll, I'll write Lanny into this. I'll write Pedro into this. Like we were literally all working on our own shit at the ca- that, this Korean cafe. And then it turned into... So who did you pitch it to? Or did you guys just do it organically, pull resources and do it? I mean, we were still like in our 20s. So it was very... Oh, the web series, actually. Maybe. I I was the oldest of the bunch. So maybe Mm. they were in their 20s. But, um, you know, the director, uh, DPD, him and Danny, one day, they were like, I think we got something. So they actually went to Vegas one night, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) rented a, a hotel, and didn't come back till they finished the first series and <laughs> i don't know i don't know why they had to go to vegas yeah that, that. it was like close enough you know it's only like three four hour drive uh-huh. so and then they came back they said hey we have this got it and you guys are all gonna be in it we uh like everyone like all the the dp all the lighting everyone the whole crew were our friends and That's so awesome. no one got paid we all did it for and then we were Shit. you know we there's a cafe blue uh that we went uh that's kind of famous in k-town but it's like a this bar in the middle of k-town that everyone goes to the owner there uh gave us like five grand of like chami sir money Uh you know so we had like a a mini sponsor so we made this whole thing for like i think it was a five or ten grand what uh but basically everyone working for free yeah and if you watch that web series there's like a ton of like people in it. Yeah, like we have hundreds of people. Like, and did, did extras, it did it like, make money? Like, because no, YouTube no. wasn't big back then, right? Yeah. Like, did you, you did you guys? I saw it on the internet. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't on YouTube. I don't think. I mean, we we're doing we we always say that it w- it was the first web series on YouTube. Yeah, because back then, like people were like, oh, it's a series, like. Wh- wh- so it's what it's on like on TV. <laughs> like I don't think people were really like looking to the internet to watch stuff like that. It was, no, it was kind like, of a revolutionary idea. It was like these eight to ten minute episodes. I remember we kept it short because at the time you, YouTube, if you went over, you couldn't go over ten minutes or something like that. Uh-huh. So That's we funny. kept them really short. It was like eight or nine episodes. Uh, everyone, like we we asked everyone to be in it. So there's a lot of people in there. If you watch it now, damn, I'm. There's like Justin Chan is in it. Justin was is like um since has gone to Sundance like every year. <laughs> like this guy's like like a super director. Like Arden Cho was mm-hmm. in it. A bunch of a bunch of people like were were in this in the series that are doing really well now in in acting and in other fields. So we were just friends, you know. I wasn't even an actor. Danny was like, Hey, you gotta be in this. I wrote the character. Uh, based on you and I was like no man I'm not an actor just we have so many actor friends just get them and no one would do it for free so they're they I ended up just having to play myself I guess which is it's it's I think it's like a real iconic uh, thing because it's like 
it captures, I think it pretty accurately K-Town at that time, yeah. you know, that time, yeah. the, the 2000s, you know, like, yeah. also, also it's like, I mean, like from the Korean community, it's not like you could look at entertainment and be like, there's a, there's a role model that I have. We were all kind of like looking at Bruce Lee, you know? Yeah. But he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> not Korean. <laughs> so like, really yeah. is very niche with the, you know? the, the Kung Fu. I mean, we had the same thing in basketball. We were looking like there wasn't a Korean guy in the NBA. So we looked mm -hmm. at Michael Jordan or something, you know, or like one of these guys, but like for singers, like entertainers, comedians, actors, it's like, who are you going to look to? Like, you know? Yeah. But then for you guys, you guys made this. And now for like the next generation, they can look and, and see like, well, like people on TV that are doing what they want to do. Well, I think people, I think it did so well because it, like, for people that were Korean American to see this, they all experienced some part of right. what we were right. what right. we were showing. Like, if you visit LA, you definitely went clubbing. Sure. There was booking involved. Yes, and nobody knew what was like the first time I saw booking. I was like, "What is this? It's <laughs> this awesome! Is, this is crazy!" Which came from the motherland, but like. We didn't know that. We just were like these Korean American kids. We we go to a club with all other Korean Americans, mm -hmm. and then you have, you know, girls or whatever like uh, waiters bringing girls to your table. Uh -huh. You know, and, and playing matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Like it was like amazing when you're yeah. in your twenties and you're just like really unsure of yourself and you're you're afraid to t talk to anyone. Like for me, it was like, oh well, at least I get like a minute. To, to try to, to get a phone number. Yeah, yeah. To to state my case, you know, <laughs> like it, it never worked. Out I, I have it, I have my speech prepared. <laughs> yeah. Let me get this. This is the reason you should stay in that seat. So we uh, wanted to tell that story because it literally was nowhere, nowhere. No, there was no podcast to talk about these stories. There's nothing back. Plus, then, like, so. plus, like in in the in the rest of culture that doesn't mm -hmm. even exist. So, like yeah. these little things about being Korean, like. I, I mean, I guess they had that stuff in Seattle, but like, it's not like we went to booking clubs in Seattle, right? You know, we didn't know. I, I first did booking in Korea, and I was okay. like, "This is weird." But um, back to K Town yeah. Cowboys, I think. Yeah. I think what, even if you have never been to LA K Town, if you if you if you're a Kyopo from somewhere else, I think what was cool too is your cast of characters because you had every version of the Kyopo. You had like yeah. the super like like roided, you know, the meathead <laughs> Kyopo, right. which is not a. Yeah. Like in, in Korea, you don't really see that guy that yeah. often, right? Yeah. You had the very like sensitive, like you see the, the roided guy, guy in the summertime at the Hangang Suyongjang. But, oh, yeah. but you know what? His, <laughs> char char his character, he, in Korea, that guy right. can't be as, right, as, right, right, as, right. as like, let's go no, get no, no. He can't not. be like that in Korea, right? Yeah. And, um, That's true. You know, you got the the the, the chubby guy that, that likes to drink and, and, and crack jokes and stuff. Like you had like, all the different mm. cast of characters that even if you grew up in Seattle, you probably had a crew that had a few of those characters. Yeah, you could totally identify. You could totally yeah. identify because like you look up there and like, oh, there's like my my buddies, my friend, my cousin, like my mom, my dad. Yeah. Like you know, like you're you're hanging out places. The pretty like, boy, the the real yeah. like like yeah. one stressed about his future type guy. Yeah. And I think we got the balance right. I yeah, think Danny and yeah. DPD definitely got the balance right of characters and. And we wanted it to touch, like we wanted everyone to watch it and be like, oh, that's like, that's me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you guys did that. I think the next thing I like, uh, I, what I regret we didn't, um, we didn't get to do was at one point someone had the idea of making a K, uh, K Town Cowgirls. Uh, I heard it was spinoff. I, I, I heard that, about that. It was like supposed to be like Jersey Shore type, like kind of deal. 
but yeah, like oh no, no, they did they did a, another show called K Town. Oh, was that what it, it was? It was a reality show that oh, okay. you know was uh, yeah, that's executive that, producer was Tyrese. Of I think all Joe people. was in that one. Yeah, Joe. Joe How about Joe this? How about this? And I'm just gonna pitch it to you. And it, it, if it's trash, tell me it's trash. What about? I like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like kind of like a K Town Cowboys concept, but soul. Like yeah, when people have you. This has probably occurred to you. No, we actually talked about it. We were gonna um, do the sequel to the movie, the rude so, awakening of yeah. being in the motherland, right? So we we made a movie in um, 2015, straight up like um, pretty big budget for mm -hmm. an indie film. Um, Who sponsored that? That was you know we we had an investor, Young, mm -hmm. uh, that actually were uh, that lives in Seoul, Seoul and mm -hmm. we see. Um, quite often, and he actually wanted us to make a sequel as well. So Danny started working on the sequel, and in the end of K Town, spoiler alert: uh, my character uh, moves to Korea. So you know, I, I play an adoptee. So the plan was uh, the sequel is going to happen in Korea, but this time, you know, Koreans are going to teach Kyopo's what Korea is about. What it is to be a real Korean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was good. that was basically the premise, you know. While we're looking for my my uh, birth parents, that's hilarious because like that's not a movie. That's just like every Kyopo's experience when they come to Korea. Every and that's why it's so exactly. great for a movie. Exactly, like, so yeah. many people can relate to it. So anyone out there is there's an investor that you know has money because um, like because like whether you like it we'll or not, it. write me in. <laughs> too. You come to Korea. Yeah. You guys need a half Korean perspective. <laughs> yeah, like whether you Seriously, like it or not. Yeah. If you it's come like, here, like the cool thing about Korea is like like. Everyone, everyone around you is gonna like if you step out of line, they're gonna put you in check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that that's another thing though. Like we, it's we, kind of a cool thing. Um, a problem we ran into with writing the script also was, you know, we wanna ex wanted to expose some of the underground culture here, mm. and and then we found out fast that 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 was like a big no no, or that we would just get the you know secret. someone would get us kicked out. Like, you know, like the whole um, room salon culture yeah, and all that. Yeah. We wanted to kind of shed light on that. What is that? Um, I've never heard of it. Mm. Yeah, look it up. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting. So, uh, but I mean, like, I think now we could actually. Well, now that there's been all those guys, scandals with yeah, all the big yeah. stars and exactly. stuff. Exactly. I, I think, think it would be a good time. And they're, they're actually, mm -hmm. it might yeah. be gone so this is like yeah. might be the last dying kicks of the, of the moment because yeah. because of all that and because the new the government is trying to shut down more and more. Mm. Yeah, I mean there was a when I first came to Korea there was a red light district right in Yongsan. There was a red light district. They were all over Seoul all and over. now they're they all gone. They weren't hard to find. I mean maybe it's okay to um, to do a write a script and make a movie about these things now that it's like on mm. on the way out. That's mm. kind of what K Town Cowboys, the web series. The whole booking culture mm -hmm. was really big then, but it was actually kind of dying, dying down. Yeah. Uh, and then what the movie, uh, what we did with the movie was there's this big Tomi culture mm -hmm. right. in LA, and now and that morphed into something completely, really. What did morph weird. into? I know the I Tomi know. thing. I I don't know. Every time I go back, uh, everyone's telling me it's just something completely different. It's not even Korean anymore. So uh, it's like unrecognizable. Told me is a funny yeah. word. It's like little helper. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we exposed that culture in K-Town Cowboys, the movie, while it was kind of going out, out mm. of style. So maybe it's time to do a sequel in Korea.
Because I think Every I think time. what I can relate to, and and I haven't seen the movie. I, I just saw the the web series. I could relate because me and Eric grew up in like a completely white neighborhood. Felt mm -hmm. my mom would take us to Korean church, and we just didn't feel comfortable. We didn't know what was going on. We couldn't uh -huh. speak the language, mm -hmm. and no one thought looked at us and said, "Oh, you're just a Korean like us." No one ever like. So we completely. But later on, we started playing basketball with the older Korean youngs. Okay, it was the same thing like from your web series where they had to introduce us. This is how we drink in Korea. This oh, is yeah, these yeah, are the yeah. kind of bars we go right. to. And we we're like, wow, this is so cool. Two hands, yeah. And it, you know, instead of just having a beer and watching football, you're having like nice food. Like yeah. you know, you have like the keda, yeah. <laughs> the keda chip. Like, yeah. You got a pojang matcha till late, and yeah. everything closes way later. We learned all that stuff later, mm -hmm. and like because like normally like your dad or your uncles, you'll learn that like by like you know at the table. Yeah, we yeah. learned we learned that like way later from like our youngs from basketball. Okay, okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, I didn't learn it till I got to K Town, till I moved to LA. Oh, you didn't? You didn't do yeah. any of that in New York? No, no, I didn't know anything about like I didn't start drinking till uh, I was of age, you know. And so by the time that happened, I I I was out of New York. Mm -hmm. I went to like an all white college. And there I was like not exposed to. Yeah. Bobby, 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 Bobby's more like us than I, than I thought. Like, explain <laughs> you didn't drink a lot of Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got wasted a few times. I remember. I uh, probably had to repent for it. But yeah, man, that was I Wheaton think one of the other tough. things Eric yeah. almost got kicked out. For oh really? <laughs> having a few brews. Yeah, it was a it was um, a, a strict uh, <laughs> strict because like yeah, I, I went with him abroad, so yeah. Yeah, I do. I totally. No, I, th I think the. I, totally I think. Remember. I think that's hilarious. I think that'd be cool because that's like a total, and I think a lot of Koreans that you know, like, I remember just in high school, just being all white neighborhood, going to the high school, and then there's Asians at high school, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. We're all kind of like, and then I was went through yeah. this whole Asian pride thing. Right? That's yeah. what I was kind of wondering about. Yeah. yeah, and then you come to Korea and you're like, they don't look as you like. Yeah, you're like, hey, Asian pride, Korean pride. They're like, oh. You're Korean? You think you're Korean? Yeah. Like, you know, then yeah. you have to like go through their initiation process. Right. Right. It's like getting initiated into a gang. That's kind of what I was wondering about yeah. like how, how it was growing up, if there was all those Asians around, because like, you know, we, when we were growing up, like, and I think a lot of Asians that grew up in the States or outside of mm -hmm. Asia might feel the same way. I know that like when I was young, like you look around and the only one that really looked like me was my brother yeah. my uncles, right? I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm Korean. You go out into a white school and you're like, well, I'm not white, mm -hmm. but my dad's white. So we kind of were like, I kind of like feel you're like somewhere here, but like nothing really feels like home home. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember like our next door neighbor was from Hawaii. And I remember one of the first feelings I felt were like, I was like, oh, damn, like a lot of people looked like me was when we went to Hawaii. So like how you came yeah. and you're like, everyone looks like me. All oh, right. We went to what? Hawaii and I was like, damn, there's a lot of people that look yeah. like me. I was like, shit, this looks yeah. like, you know. I'm All like, of them Filipino. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then like. Where you don't really know, you're insecure, you know, you're young, you're trying to figure out how to talk to girls, how to talk to anybody, you know, you're awkward, you're Asian, you mm -hmm. know, you're not a, you're not white or black or whatever, you're just kind of like there. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone else has stereotypes about you and maybe you're not good at math, you know, like what the fuck, I wasn't good at math, you know, me, but like, <laughs> you know, there's like all this stuff that people think and then where do you fit in? I think like your the, yeah. the web series and like the, the movie kind of like address a lot of that stuff, what it's like to grow up as an insecure Asian in, in America. So, so yeah. quick question you know? for Bobby. Now, now just now that I know this new information that you kind of grew up a little bit like us. <laughs> now, for instance, when I come to Korea, just because I look different, mm -hmm. I find that just somewhere in my brain, I, I have to act more Korean just to prove that I can walk the walk and talk the talk. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be more Korean. Like, Koreans won't be eating the chungjang. I'll be like, oh, chungjang, 진짜 맛있다. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Where yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's good, but 
I sometimes I go overboard just to let sure. them know that like, oh shit, he's one of us. Mm. Did you ever like go into an all white college? Because I have friends, yeah. like we have friends in Seattle that are more broy, right? And I think it's probably from being the only Asian, full Asian at their all white school. Yeah. Did you ever go through like a full like, like try to be like extra white to talk the talk and, and sure, walk the yeah. walk? I mean, I had that kind of chip on my shoulder uh, going into yeah in college, like it's all basically all white college and i um i remember making fun of asians just to make it make it okay or just to fit in yeah and they would laugh their asses off when i would say something i don't know probably inappropriate about asians right uh and then like I, making fun of fobs or something yeah and i and i feel like i feel i regret it now mhm but yeah i did things like that just to fit in um, yeah, I've definitely remember, like, America bashed when I've been in Korea. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. they're so stupid over there. Oh, and no. you know, I've oh, no. I've definitely done oh, that yeah. to fit in to like be yeah. cool. And and now I'm just trying. It's always trying to find that equilibrium. I think I'm much more comfortable now, where it's mm -hmm. like I don't care if you allow me into your club or want to hang out with me. I remember like when, when, I, when I went to school, like you know when when I went to school, like the whole team was basically black, right? So you're playing like oh my God, basically an African American sport, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I go down there and I like, I remember I went to college, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and I was starting to like, you know, kind of realize maybe how good I could be at basketball, but I was still insecure, you know, mm -hmm. growing up in like an all white school and whatever, going playing a black sport. And then like now I'm, I'm in school. I get down there, I go to school, I got a white polo on, pressed khakis and, you know, my nice mm -hmm. shoes. I go down there. And you look nice. I'll, I'll see you later, brother, mom, dad, thank you for dropping me off. You know, everything's <laughs> nice, right? And I came back. And like when I went back, I'm like immersed in this culture. I'm wearing like, you know, baggy jeans, sagging down <laughs> yeah. past my ass, huge baggy yeah. stuff. I shaved my head. It was I was trying yeah. to fit in. I yeah. came back and like my mom and dad, and my brother talked to me. I'm like, No. Eric like, I, Eric I, I, I Sandrin, I, I, Eric, like, Eric went for college. Derek came back. Oh, Derek. Derek. I was I was I was hardcore. Derek like, Jackson I, came back. Like I was like, I was like, yeah. Like I, I was like just I Eric mean, was black when he came back. I, I came he back. He had a shaved head, he looked Man. light skinned. I, you know, when like I, I came, went all the way. When I came to Korea too, I I kind of had that kind of. I I still do it now actually. Even when I get into cabs, I try to say where I have to go perfectly, mm -hmm. and then I try <laughs> I try to shut my mouth. Like I won't pick up the phone because I don't want them to know that I'm a foreigner. Uh huh. <laughs> like uh, just so like I feel like like accepted. I do that every now and then, like stupid things like that, just to kind of feel like I'm I'm. I do that too. You know, like I'll, I'll jump in the cab and I'll say something because I, I I know for a fact that there's this is perfect, right? Yeah. And then, then I'll sit down and then, then I'll be like, I'll be sitting in the back and I'm like, I want to say something else. And I'll say something else. I'm like, fuck, now he knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he I'm, knows I'm not. I'm Korean. just wishing that they don't ask any questions like that I won't be able to answer. Um, you know, or like when, even with the cuisine, like when I first got here, I tried Hong for the first time. I love, actually, I do love Hong At but it's first, hard for it was, most but the first time it was like, this like tastes like uh, bleach. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you're it smells like, worse. Uh, I like it now, but when I first Your tried it, Kongsu, I was like, "That's like hotbed for Hong Kong." I was just kind of like faking it, like, "Oh, this is great." You know, right. Koreans love it, so I should probably love it too. But I know too, like, I, I, like this is like the way I personally feel about kyopos here. I think that like you guys got it like the hardest because if you grew up in America and like a lot of our couple friends like grew up not speaking Korean, mm -hmm. you know, then they come to Korea and they'd be like, damn, man, like it was so hard. They were so mean to me because they expect me to be like this. Yeah. And then when they realize that I don't speak Korean, it's not my fault. You know, I, my parents didn't speak to me. Or I didn't grow up where I was adopted or whatever it mm -hmm. may be. Like, you know, they're, they're, they, they get like zero passes. 
Like there's like they like are really like brutal. Whereas like for us, they, because we don't look Korean, mm-hmm. anything that we can say, if we say Anyhasio, they're like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like, like, yes. Like they're so happy, right? And I think for you guys, it's really difficult because they're they're it's really hard because they ex- the expectations for you are like you have to be perfect, and if you're not, yeah, like, I, I I get it, I get that, know? but I I'm also I rather uh, I I rather live with that than mm-hmm. go home and like move back to New York and have those feel like every corner was like a bad memory, mm. you know? really. So I'm I'm happy to have escaped that and live mm. here and and feel safe and. Uh, rec- despite all that kind of like pressure uh, that- But what do you miss the most about New York? Cause I mean, you know, good and bad. Like just uh, just being being able to not go like two block, like more than two blocks to get a pizza. Oh yeah, know? a or good like pizza, a, right? Yeah, or like a, a decent bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then besides that, I can live without that now. Like It'll Korea, be here in can, Korea. If you yeah. wait long enough, Koreans yeah. will figure out how to make bagels. I mean, I, I, I've lived here long enough that I, I actually like the Kogoma pizzas and stuff like that. I'm, I'm okay mm, with that. Pizza school. Yeah. Pizza school. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like, what is yeah. it? Ochanan? It's, yeah. It's, it's like, like super less cheap. Than and five it, bucks it's like super cheap. Pie. <laughs> and you actually do get a decent pizza. Yeah. When we yeah. first came out here and I saw the shrimp and ketchup and like corn Mayonnaise. and like other like stuff, I was like, what it's the fuck? <laughs> Funky, right? Yeah, I'm like, I'll take two. <laughs> I love it now. But you know, now at Costco, yeah. even the microwave pizzas aren't aren't bad. Yeah. 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 You can get a lot of good stuff. And you usually get a free Coke with it too, so. Yeah. We get, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's like, like very New York too. Yeah. The Coke, this podcast the Coke is and- brought to you by Pizza School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always give you that extra can or the bottle of Coke. Well, shit, we're, uh, yeah. fuck, it was awesome having you on. Oh, yeah, thanks. Bobby, this is like, fun. This is cool, like, like kind of uncovering you, like, because <laughs> since we started doing this podcast, yeah. we know you, but I feel like we're just getting to know you now. Yeah, we're just yeah. scratching the surface on. It's, it's hilarious. I feel like, yeah, because, like, there's so many, so many things that, like, about how we grew up and, like, certain things will kind of overlap, but, like, a lot of things about the way you grew up is very similar to how we grew up. It's really, yeah, no, really interesting. I, mean, I know more about you guys because I'm week after week I'm just listening to you guys talk on the podcast. And yeah, I can I can tell that we have a lot in common actually. Um, yeah, and so I look forward to getting to know you guys better, or yeah, you guys getting to know me better as well. So um, yeah, thanks for having me on. This was this is actually pretty cool. Like I didn't know what to expect. I did. I knew there were questions and stuff. Well, we kind of, and also like I had an idea of how (laughs) it was going to go, but it kind of went off because, you you know, just doing all the things that you do and all the, you know, the different hats that you wear and all the things you're involved Mm. with. I didn't kind of really know which way it was going to go. Also, it's like, it's like, there's so many things to, we go on. It's like, how do we like, like condense this into an hour? We really need a three hour (laughs) thing with Bobby, but. um, Part one. (laughs) But. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, being our guest today. Yeah, appreciate it. That is, I don't even know which episode we're on, but that is today's episode of Phase 2 Podcast. Uh, Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time.